0: You. I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you, welcome to the Women with Fire podcast. We've got the queen of motherhood on the podcast today. Wahoo! This is Sarah. I get to be your host today. And I'm really excited to be sitting across from Aubrey Grossen. If you don't know her by name, you know her as the Mamahood blog. And she's extraordinary. She is extraordinary. This is a warrior for the Lord online, all about uniting moms and being real deal about the ins and outs and the sadness and the joys and the victories and the defeats of everyday motherhood. So Aubrey, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so
1: much. Oh my heck, you're so nice. That was such a beautiful introduction. You made me sound better than I really am.
0: I seriously, I look through your feed and I look through the efforts that you put into reaching moms, and I'm like, the word I think of is warrior. Like, this is an absolute warrior. So, if you've never met her, she's blonde and darling, and she's wearing a magnolia sweatshirt right now, which is near and dear to my heart. I'm like, oh, we're friends. We're friends. <laughs> oh my heck! I just love you. <laughs> oh, this is great. So, people who don't know the Mama hood blog, like. How did this happen? What is it for? You've got such loyal people who yeah. love to see you. It's weird. It's a weird day and age to be alive. but Just tell me what this mamahood blog is all about. Okay, so
1: I, when I first had my very first baby, I um, was going through a lot of postpartum, as a lot of women do, just depression, and I couldn't get out of it, and um, it was just, it, I was just in a really hard spot, and. I also had a really colicky baby and I had to have a lot of help from my sisters and my mom (laughs) because I didn't know what to do. I just was thrown for a loop when I started to be a mom and I did not know what happened to myself. I didn't know what happened to the girl that used to love every single day. I mean, I just, it just threw me upside down. And so I would text my sisters and my mom every day and just be like, okay, why is he crying now? You know, like I would, I just had all these questions and I thought, what about people that don't have a sister to text? Like, who are they going to? Like, how do, how are moms surviving? Like, how are we, how are there so many moms out there? And like, where's everyone getting their support? Because I luckily have a family who's very helpful and supportive, but what about those that don't have any sisters? And so I created just a group on Facebook and it was just about 30 to 40 close friends and family.
0: And And oh my word, it is not that anymore.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It started with 30 to 40 close friends and then it's just grown into, there's about, I think, almost 27,000 moms in there now. So it's grown a ton in the past couple of years and it's just, honestly, it's a private group. So I mean, if you're listening and you want to be a part of it, you totally can. You just have to email me and I can hook you up. But Awesome. But it's just a place for moms to connect and to help each other. You know, there's so many questions when you have a brand new baby, like what is this bump on their leg or what is this rash or what, do, you know, you have all these questions and it's just a place where moms can go and get support. So I've created a blog that just lines right up with it. And it's just a place for moms to go and to feel that love and support, whether, you know, maybe they don't have any sisters. I just wanted to create a sisterhood for even just the one who really struggled being a mom. And it's just grown organically since because I think a lot more people needed it than I thought, than just me, you know, <laughs> Yeah,
0: Everyone's struggling out there. So it's you certainly me. were not. 27,000 sisters out there yeah. who are all wanting that. And since you can't see Aubrey, she has got her darling baby next to her as we're interviewing. I mean, this is the real <laughs> life. Like, she's like, <laughs> we're going to be organic in all ways today. So I'm so glad that she's here. Now, you, you've you been very open about your postpartum and that that's what spurred this. Yeah. Did you know, like... Right off the bat, that that's what you had. Were you like, I'm a I'm a nutcase? That's how I felt. I'm like, I am a nutcase. What is wrong with me? It took me six months to figure it out. But what was your story? Did you have a sister that was like, this something is off, or like, how did it manifest?
1: And it's interesting because I and it's if it's okay, I would love to share this story because I feel like it's something that maybe one person needs to hear, and I would be grateful if I could do that. Um, so when I, it was, I remember them saying, okay, if you're sad past two weeks, call the doctor because it's more than just baby blues. Mm -hmm. And so I like counted down the days till it was the two weeks. (laughs) I was like, I'm just having baby blues. Like I'm sure it'll go away after two weeks, you know, and two weeks went by and I, it's just a really dark place and you really don't understand it until you go through it. It's just, It was not, it was like a chemical and it is, it's a chemical imbalance has nothing to do with people's personality. I mean, it's just, it's a chemical imbalance that needs to be addressed and talked about because a lot of times it's just shoved under the rug and a lot of these moms suffer and feel like they're just not normal or they're just, you know, trying to, it's just a change of life that they're supposed to get used to being, feeling like crap by being a mom, you know?
0: Right. (laughs) Right. I, and yet this is yeah. supposed to be this beautiful, natural...
1: Yeah. Oh, and I was like, what? this is supposed to be natural. And it is so far from... I really struggled with breastfeeding. So I think that triggered a lot of it. I really struggled with just... I mean, I had my baby in the winter and I was so paranoid of him getting RSV. And <clears throat> there's just a lot of worry that comes when you're a mom. And I was in a really dark place. I was, I was suicidal. And there was, I, if you don't mind me sharing this, then you don't, you don't have to. you sure, can Share,
0: please share. Someone's listening. Someone's
1: I had listening. an experience that I don't talk about very often, but my husband was at work and it was just me and my baby. And when you're going through that and I was, I was suicidal. I had to, I didn't really recognize that. I thought if I told my husband, he's going to think I'm. A crazy person like he's gonna leave Mm. me you just have irrational thoughts yes my husband would never do that (laughs) like you have these irrational thoughts like I he's gonna think I'm like a crazy person I can't tell you know he's gonna leave me and I'm like the worst mom ever anyway so he's at work one day and and I mean I did everything I could do I was hiding knives away from myself I, I was singing hymns every time I thought of horrible thought. Or you know, I just I was trying so hard to do it on my own, and I remember this one day he went to work and my baby went to sleep, and I thought I I was so depleted. I had lost 25 pounds in about two weeks. I was I was way smaller than I was in high school and before I was even pregnant. Like I remember my friends coming over and being like, "Wait, didn't you just ha-? like in a nice way?" They mm-hmm. were being like, "Didn't you just have a baby?" But it, I had lost weight so unhealthy because I stopped eating. And I just was depleted. And when my husband was at work and my baby fell asleep, I really thought I was going to die. And I remember I had a, a, I was holding a plate of dinner of some kind. It was probably like carrots and ranch. I don't know. <laughs> you know? But um, I remember I was so physically, emotionally, and just completely drained that the plate fell from my hand. And I fainted onto the ground. And I wasn't going to do anything to myself at this point. I'm just in a dark spot. I just don't feel good. And I said out loud, like, is this it? Like, is this how I go? You know, is this the end? Like, I I don't think I'm going to be able to get back up. No one's home to help me. My baby's asleep. You know, like, it's just me. And in that moment, I looked in the hallway and I keep this picture in the hallway to this day because it has such a meaning to me. But I looked in the hallway and I have a, a picture of Christ hanging up and in that moment I think I yelled I think I said out loud and to the picture I said am I going to die like I can't do this motherhood stuff I can't do any of this and that picture of Christ completely just gave me the strength that I needed for that day to help me get back up and realize that I'm not doing this alone and whether it feels like that or not when you I think Heavenly Father is so, has, not that women are his favorite, but I kind of think we are. <laughs> he I has,
0: feel that way too.
1: <laughs> he has such a love yes. for us because we're sacrificing our bodies, we're sacrificing our time and our talents, we're sacrificing a lot to raise these kids that he loves and adores so much. And that day, you know, I see that picture constantly in my hallway still, it's moved, we've moved like a handful of times and I will always put it in my hallway because I feel like Christ I just want him to always walk in the halls of my home since then and to know that I have that support from him and from that moment on I realized it's okay to talk to my husband about it's okay to I think I maybe called the doctor that day or sometime after and um, the nurse I mean they prescribed me right over the phone with some medicine because they could tell exactly what I was going through. And I felt like sometimes you just need, you know, whether it's a picture of Christ to remind you that you have that as your rock and foundation, or you have family member or a friend or anybody that can help lift you up. It's not postpartum depression is not you. It's something you're having to go through. And, and the sooner you can talk about it or get help, I think the sooner it helps, you know, the sooner you get out, you get out of it. It's not a lifelong sentence. You just have to, you just have to accept that it's, it's happening to you and know that no one's going to think you're crazy and get the help that you need. And I am an advocate for that for sure. So
0: what a sacred experience. Thank you. Thank you so much. Our listeners are so, I'm so grateful that you would share something that is so personal and so raw. I mean, I can even just picture the plate in your hands and I just, oh, I just shake my head out of total fear and sadness and solidarity and so many feelings that way. So what, you talk about this experience of being there and that the savior was the the turning point that yeah. this photo, this physical photo that you had in your home was was very much the turning point. And yet part of that turning point did include medication and did include your doctor's help and communication with your husband and those kinds of things. What have you learned about your marriage through that experience? And what have you learned about you through healing and through going through something so vulnerable?
1: Yeah, so I will say, so what ended up happening is um i told my husband and i got the prescription i didn't end up taking it because i tried a lot of natural things first which ended up working for me luckily i'm a big advocate for medication though i think there's a lot you can do both naturally and medically that can help you get through things and so as far as our marriage wise i felt like he knows now i mean he he knows that i mean i've always kind of had a little bit of anxiety or I haven't been, I don't know. I think, I think I haven't been through depression enough to have to need medicine throughout my life. My, a lot of my family does, but I have been able to just naturally, you know, or I just don't have it as much as they do, but opening up to my husband was, was the best thing I could have done because he didn't think I was crazy. (laughs) (laughs)
0: bless him
1: he was a complete support and he just encouraged me to do what I wanted to do he went and grabbed the medicine for me I I kept it in my cabinets just in case you know I knew I could take them and it would help but I also I could you know get outside and exercise and do all these things that would help me too and so he was my biggest support and even now I mean he knows I mean I've gone through a little bit of of similar feelings being during pregnancy, which I think is called something too. But, mm-hmm. but he knows when I say, you know, today was kind of dark. He knows what that means. And he knows that he drops everything and he comes and helps me because he knows that it's, it's a trial that I go through and he's just the, the best support with it all. So I think just having, and honestly, like the funny thing is, is I, before I even told him, I, I was thinking, I think we were at a family party or something. And I was talking to his cousin and I was like, she had mentioned something about postpartum. And I kind of was like, oh yeah, me too. Like, I didn't realize that she had done it, you know, felt that way too. And yeah. he was the one that was like, go home and talk to your husband because you're not a crazy, you know, like she kind of helped me realize that. Cause I had legit fears of having him leave me if I told him, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, and he's not that, he's not even that type, not even close. And so it just, sometimes you just need that one person to be like, I know exactly how you feel. Cause I'm a mom too. I went through the same thing and having that support from your spouse is 10 times. I mean, it just helps so much more to know that you're not a crazy and you don't have to go through it alone at all.
0: So I love this. I love this. And I want to know more about your story with your husband. What does he think of what you're doing with a group of 27,000? Like his life being on Instagram, like what does he think? He's so funny. Maybe he thinks you're crazy now, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Now he thinks I'm crazy. (laughs) He's so funny. He, I mean, we crack up because he's like, he takes on the Instagram husband role. Like nobody's, business. <laughs> really? he's just so funny about it. He, he definitely brings me back to earth when I have all these crazy ideas, you know, he's very, um, he's just so supportive with it all. So he'll, he'll always say, go for it, but he's also realistic and like, make sure, you know, you don't do this because it could cause this, like, he's very, he can think through things differently than I do. <laughs> sure. I'm very much like, fly to the moon type thinker and i I have these crazy ideas and and he brings me a little bit back down to earth to be like okay but realistically you have to think about these things (laughs) so he kind of keeps he definitely keeps me grounded but he lets me fly too so like
0: does he think it's cool is he like i'm kind of amazed at what you've done (laughs) this is pretty cool i mean there's, I don't. Know. I need to interview him. Maybe he's. There.
1: Maybe you should interview him, and he can t- <laughs> he can tell you these <laughs> next on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, he's really supportive, though. He's been the best.
0: And now a small break. A word from those who make this podcast possible. This podcast is powered by Entreport. Entreport is our number one business tool. It literally does it all. Email marketing, sales funnels, automation, and it basically keeps your business running even when you're sleeping. Not only is Entreport the backbone of our businesses, but you can design a full-blown website using their customizable landing pages. It is the one-stop powerhouse shop where we keep our email lists, growth, marketing goals, and businesses at their very best. Check out the show notes or jump on thewomenwithfire.com slash entreport to get started. And now back to the Women With Fire podcast. So this is so fascinating to me to, I always love to hear about kind of the ins and outs of what started things and what the family dynamic is like and all those things. Um, one of the questions we like to ask our viewers to submit questions um, yeah. and we like to put you on the spot and not prepare you. So okay. that just makes it so much more fun. But I think this is a really legit question. I hear, I hear the word 27,000 in a Facebook group and that that puts me in a panic attack because I think of the maintenance (laughs) behind it and the admin. And I know it's a private group, et cetera, et cetera. But how much time do you have a team or is this you? Or like, how did, how did you handle, basically the question is how did you handle the growth and how much time day to day is the momhood blog part of your life?
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. So when I first started it, it was funny because like, I, would post all my questions and then it just started to grow. And then as it became really big, there was, you know, imagine a group full of women, like every, (laughs) I feel like once a month and it's probably during that time of the month. I mean, there's just some drama that you have to deal with. You guys are all on the
0: same cycle now, is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, we're all
1: together now. But there's just, I crack that joke because I'm like, I swear it's once a month that we just have like, there's some kind of something drama, you know, but I have from the beginning I've had, I have a sister that's helped me admin for it. And then I've had a bunch of different people help me admin for it. And they, I give all the credit to them as far as mounting the group and everything, because I just don't have the time, you know, I'm trying to do a lot with my blog with it and events and all these different things to add supplement to the group. And I don't have time to weed out people that are there to bully others or, you know, I just, I don't put up with that and neither do the admins. And so they take care of it for me and I have a team helping me for sure. So it's definitely not a one man show. I definitely have people helping in every aspect with all that I do. So it's been awesome. It's they've been so amazing and I have to give credit to them because they have helped me so much and it's it's been I'm just kind of surprised because it has stayed a positive place and I give credit to them too because we don't allow you know things to be going down and they make sure to keep their eyes open and it's kind of nice with moms because we're all up at different times, you know, some of us are up in the night nursing and they can hurry and make sure that the group is staying positive. And so it's been definitely a team effort.
0: So you feel like eyes are on it around the clock. I mean.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Eyes are
0: on it all the time.
1: Yeah. And they will be, I mean, everyone's on it all the time because whether they have, you know, whether something's going on in the middle of the night, I mean, it's just like a 24 seven support group that they can feel like they can reach out to and, have that help, you know? So,
0: so how does the, how does the blog tie into this? So we, we mentor a lot of, we call them questers, people yeah. who are wanting to be on a quest. Um, maybe they're like you that they're at that moment of like, does everybody have sisters and a mom to call? Like, yeah. I want to start something They're They're kind of at that stage. So I want you to think back then. Yeah. And one of the, one of the main questions that they get is I just don't know which platform to start on? Do I start on Instagram? Do I start on a Facebook group? Do I start on blogging? Like how have you found the right ways to expand your business that way? So for me,
1: I actually found it very therapeutic. When I had first started the Mamahood, um, I moved, we moved to Texas and I was kind of isolated. <laughs> I felt like I had no friends. I didn't love being a mom. And I, when I got to about 300 moms in the group, I was like, you know what? I want to do something more with this. And I haven't written in a long time, like sat down and actually done a real thought-out written post. But I, when I first started my blog, I wrote out things that I felt inspired to write, and that's when it, my blog started because I could write and feel like I had a voice out there, and I felt far from my family, so I could just, I could just. Right. And it was very, very therapeutic for me and helped me t- to kind of, you know, navigate what I wanted to do with everything. And I-, I think my answer to that is just get, just start. Like it if you feel motivated or like you're called to do something, I think it doesn't matter what platform you just get started and it kind of navigates the path for you. And I don't know, I bet you guys feel similar to that too with, with all that you guys are doing. But I think that you just have, I mean, when we, when I created the mamahood, it was one of those things where I could not sleep at night. Like it was something I really felt like I needed to do. And, you know, of course there's times when you have stuff like this, it's a little bit of a roller coaster. Sometimes you feel like it's going really well. And sometimes you're like, should I be doing that? Like, what am I doing? But I think just starting is the biggest hang up for a lot of people. And that choice to start will be what makes it or breaks it for you. You just have to start.
0: I love that because it gives, it gives confidence that, okay, so you don't know how to do a website yet. Okay. Yeah. Like still get out there. You're, yeah. you're unsure how to technically do this, or you're, you, you only quote unquote have 45 followers right now. So what, so right. what?
1: Right. Right. How so many people wait? I mean, it's never going to be perfect. You can't create. I mean, I think it's awesome when people create all of their content before they come out and start but i'm like i can't do that i have to get started and then i think inspiration comes too as you get started and and show that you're willing to step forward and try to figure it out too you know i think obviously planning is great but <laughs> and you know you still have to do that but i think that first step is the hardest and you just got to do it
0: i love it start people start if you're feeling prompted <laughs> get going the wise words so I caught this one little sentence that you just said when you moved to Texas, You didn't have any friends. And you said, yeah. I didn't love motherhood. And you and I have talked about this, that sometimes yeah. you, and particularly like right at this second, right now, you are not loving motherhood. Can <laughs> yes, I say that out loud? <laughs> yes, you can. You've been pretty transparent that for you, motherhood is very up and down and oh, that yeah. that. You've got a core belief about motherhood, but man, you are not loving it right now. What are some of the commonalities, as you are the expert over these women who are coming together to discuss motherhood, what are the patterns or what are the commonalities that you're seeing that you wish you could kind of share with women and say, look, you're not alone. Here's what's happening in homes around the world.
1: Yeah. Well, it's so hard because I feel like everyone gets this perception of motherhood on social media because we're all posting our highlights. We're not gonna post all of these tantrums we're dealing with or, you know, mm-hmm. just different things like that. We we do, and I, I'm a firm firm believer. We should be posting the highlights, but at the same time, I think it's okay to realize, you know, I love being a mom. And sometimes I really don't. And I think that's okay to admit. And I think so often we feel for me it's hard to say that sometimes because I have a lot of friends who, you know, struggle getting pregnant or who, you know, have maybe lost a lost to baby. I mean, there's so many trials out there that I don't ever, you know, wish to trade or anything like that. But at the same time, I also have to validate my own feelings that I don't have to be this. I love being a mom every single day because it's not reality for me. And, and to be honest, that was the mission of my blog was I hated being a mom and I, Started it so that I could focus on the good things of being a mom and it's totally helped me to love being a mom and Okay, I've got to I stop you there
0: Because <laughs> that's what our listeners want to know. We have so many listeners out there um, That are experiencing that I am NOT loving this. Yeah, like how do you, I picture you when you were Postpartum you're looking down the hallway. You see the picture of the Savior. You also tried um, natural ail- ailments to to help with your postpartum. You had medication available to you. You communicated with your husband. Those are all such tangible things that I'm like, okay, here are steps for postpartum and what it looks like. Now, what about, what about motherhood? Yeah, I don't love this right now is what our listener is saying. That one listener that we're trying to reach, what are those steps? Where does she start?
1: Honestly, I think admitting that you don't like it is the first <laughs> because we feel so, I don't know what it is, but we just, I had, especially for me, I just feel like I run the mama hood blog and I don't love being a mom. Like that doesn't make any sense. You know, (laughs) like what, what, you know, and I, I've thought a lot about that. And I think, you know what? I don't have this perfect motherhood to show people. I don't have, and I don't, I won't even pretend to fake it because I really don't, but there are things, there are moments that you have to live for as a mom. And I think focusing on those moments help so much. So you can have a rough motherhood, but you can have some amazing moments that get you through. And I think that's what the blog did for me is I could focus on those things or laugh about the flower all over the floor or laugh, you know, I could start, I started to laugh about the reality of it and it lined it up for me. And it's, I do love it a lot more than I did at first. And of course I have, you know, my days, but I think it's a it's a trained thing in your brain where you have to just allow yourself to focus on what you do love and be okay that sometimes it's not fun. And sometimes you want to run away, and I think it's okay too. Like I think it's okay to feel that way and to allow yourself those breaks or to allow someone to help you so that you can get away for a minute and come back a better mom. I mean, I think you just have to be a little bit selfish in the fact that whatever you're feeling, you need to embrace that and accept it and then come back and be the best mom that you can because babies don't keep, I mean, they'll, they, this is the only time of life that they will be this little. And so you can either love it or hate it. And even though sometimes it's really hard for me, I choose to love and allow the good parts to get me through the hard parts.
0: I love this. I love this. I totally chuckled to myself when you said that sometimes you want to run away. (laughs) yeah that's funny (laughs) i can visualize that kind of want to run away right now (laughs) hide in your
1: pantry and eat all the oreos you can possibly have
0: there's a reality there is a reality to that one of the things that i love about what you said reminded me of another powerful interview we had with another powerful mom similar to yourself natalie norton is a fabulous woman you guys should meet have you met natalie
1: her name sounds really familiar. I kind of think I know her, but
0: yep. I- you'll see her on Instagram and you'll go, Oh, I know her. Yeah. She is marvelous and had a marvelous interview. And she talks similarly about how their family motto is motto is to show up. Yes. You have to show up. And I love how you're saying when you're in that moment and it's feeling like you want to run away. Cause I have to chuckle at that when that's what you need, then run away for a minute, find a way to get a break Yes. and sharpen the saw in whatever way, whether it's minutes hiding in your closet or whether it's a girl's night, whatever it may be, but coming back and choosing to show up again Yes. Yeah. over and oh, I'm seeing the pattern. I'm like, there's truth here. Yeah. <laughs> there's truth here, which yeah. I really love. I really, really love that you would um, share that. How has you being a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints impacted how you have guided and mentored and inspired women
1: Oh gosh I think that honestly I try to do everything based off of you know what I feel prompted to do or say or you know I I have a relationship with my holy father that I feel like you know having I don't care the amount of followers I have I really don't I just care that I have a reach to and, and doing what God wants me to do and say, to me, I feel like, you know, there's there's so much out there and there is so much good out there. And if I can add to it, then that's even better. And I think, you know, my religion is everything to me. And if I can share a glimpse of that to someone who is struggling or who does need that picture of the savior in their hallway, you know, it's worth it to me. It's so worth it to be that gate because. It's something that is completely saved me and something that I just would be too selfish not to share. I just it's just every part of me.
0: I love this. Do you consider yourself a missionary?
1: Um, I guess you could say that, <laughs> Which, I mean I say that, yeah, I mean, I do share my like I'll share my personal beliefs on there, you know, when I feel inspired too, and I think that. You know, there's, I especially moving outside of where I grew up, I just felt like there are a lot of people who could just so benefit from the knowledge that I have been given, you know, growing up and of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter day Saints. And I just, I feel that desire to, you know, share it with people that have no clue that there is so much more to life and so much more to death and so much more to, you know, everything we're doing than what they think and it brings so much more meaning to life to have that so
0: have you had missionary experiences where you're like do do any come to mind where you're kind of like oh my word i'm seriously a missionary right now like (laughs) well so
1: in our when the group started to take off, there's a lot of lds women in there and so there's other women who are intrigued with it and are asking you know what is this mean or what is you know we have our own little terminology for different things and we're
0: so good to drum up intrigue aren't we (laughs) it's one of our skills (laughs)
1: so there would be moms on there that would that would ask you know what is this religion or tell me more like I'm intrigued or you know there's I mean one one mom in specific I mean I just there's moms that have gone through really hard things like husbands passing away or different things like that and one in particular is starting to she had asked a question on there about the church and you know thoughts on coming back and you know I just I think that when i see that to me that is payday i could i'm i just feel so to me that that means so much to me to just have people you know wondering about you know what is it what is it that makes what is it that you guys are, are talking about or believing in that maybe i want to be a part of you know i think Especially early on when I had started to see messages like that. I just felt like, wow, like if anything else, (laughs) if anything else, maybe I have touched somebody in that way, you know?
0: So what I love here is this parallel that you have created. You have worked your tush off in your Facebook group along with your team to create this wonderful safe space. Okay. And this is talking about the business side of your life, right? I mean, this is your, your quest as we'd call it at the women with fire. This is your quest that you've worked so hard on. Um, But how it parallels with what you said about motherhood, you talked about living for the moments that keep you going. Right, Living for those moments. And I think that this is an important thing for many of our questers to hear that, yeah, being in business or being on a quest can rock and be really fun. But it's similar to motherhood in -hmm. which it's a lot of trial and error. It's a lot of behind the scenes trying to figure something out. And then these moments happen. Yes. Or your kid yeah. bears their testimony yes. their kid, you know, snuggles you and writes, I love you for the first time. I could just cry. Yes. Primary programs coming up clearly, you know, <laughs> those kinds of things. But it's similar when you're on a quest. You yes. do so much day in and day out to, to nurture this, this blog and this group and these women. And here is this moment yes. where yes. this woman asks this question and it's payday. Like you said.
1: Yeah, Totally. Totally, I totally see that parallel too. It for sure is that same kind of feeling. Like you know, as a mom, you feel like you just are working so hard and you don't get a paycheck every week. But and it's kind of that when you start these quests or projects or whatever, you you do a lot of things that you're not getting paid for, and then all of a sudden you have different things like that pop in, and you're just like, okay, that was so worth it. Like that was amazing. I just hosted an event last week and. It was so amazing to connect with these moms that have followed for years. And and a lot of them came up to me and were like crying and telling me their story and, you know, such a connection. And it it is, it's like payday for all the work, <laughs> all the work that you put into it. There are moments that you just have to hold on to, whether it's whatever you're, you're doing, whatever your goal is, whether you're in school or doing a job or wanting to do a blog or just motherhood. I think holding on to those moments is how you get
0: there it is the same it is the same i absolutely love that i love that so i did recently see that we have a common friend among our two quests here and that is Steri, right oh yes yeah we love them and i know you have something under wraps yes. that you are not allowed to say yeah. um but i love seeing how you are reaching out and collaborating and doing all these things so what can we expect from you without you telling us things you can't tell us um what have been some what's in the future for your for your goal and your vision
1: <laughs> well i'm super excited there are some like it's just crazy how things happen because we moved back to utah and you know it's easier to connect with people out here that are doing similar things and But I've worked with that. I mean, I've connected with them a couple years ago. And gosh, what could I share? So, if you don't know who they are, they are a company that creates videos and of stories that stir and bring emotion. And so, we're going to tie a little bit of motherhood into that, and a little bit of Ellen DeGeneres.
0: (laughs) Oh, not really her. My gosh,
1: just kind of a similar mission of you know. We're gonna bring a lot of good, and that's probably all I can really share. But I, I laugh to the story family because I'm like, you guys are just gonna have to call me Ellen because my dreams are that big.
0: <laughs> that's where it's at. Yeah, that's I, the ultimate teaser. Like, no, we just we jump around,
1: and I mean, I just, I just think that you know, there's so much good that people can do, and why not be like Ellen? Why not? why not why not so
0: many parallels
1: we're we're excited we have some things in the works that we're excited for and it'll help i mean it's it's gonna benefit people watching and people who are a part of it so it'll be wonderful
0: well you you have to be able to to connect they want to be able to be connected to you if you don't know aubrey and you haven't followed her stuff what's the best way for them to connect with you? If they want to know when this thing launches and be part of it and be part of your group, where should we send them?
1: Yeah, so most of my updates are mostly, I can keep up on Instagram faster than my blog and <laughs> everywhere else. So Instagram, I'm over there at the mamahood blog. And then if they would like an invite to the private Facebook group, they won't be able to search it. They can find the Mama Hood blog on Facebook, that's just my page. Um, and you can see updates there, but if you want to be in the exclusive group, you can just email me at themamahoodblog@gmail.com, at gmail.com and I can shoot you an invite.
0: Just say you're coming from the women with fire so that she yeah. can vet you and make sure,
1: <laughs> make sure that you reason. came from the right way. <laughs> no, we. I mean, everyone really is welcome. We just keep it a private group for the, the sake of, I mean, nothing's really private, right? But we just want it to feel you know, like they don't have to share everything with the world if they just need a sister to talk to. So, that's kind
0: Absolutely. of
1: that. So, they are welcome to come, and you just come as you are. Just come as you are and sit by us because there's always room for
0: more. So I love it. I love it. Well, you are a rock star. You're you are a rock star. I have one more question for you. Yes. Um, before we close out our interview, and it's a little bit serious in nature, but I think it's important because it's so down your alley. It is so down your alley of of women supporting women. Um, yeah. I think there's plenty of chatter out there that one of the worst things that we can do is fight each other, right? Is be comparative and combative and jealous and all these kinds of things. So, with your bright, shining optimism, shooting for the stars, Ellen esque expanse, <laughs> what are proactive ways that we can support each other and knock it off? How can we? better
1: I know and it's so funny because I've seen firsthand the worst of it you know I've seen the best of it and the worst of it and it's so that is probably something I'm I'm just so passionate about not allowing that in my group you know the the bullying or the just stuff like that I don't put up with at all in my in my squarespace but I think or in my in my little corner of the internet sure (laughs) surrounding yourself I don't know I think a lot of it has to do with ourselves and if you're not happy with yourself a lot of people compare that's when comparison comes into play and that's when jealousy comes into play and that's when hurtful feelings come into play and all these different things and I think if we focus a little bit more about what we're doing and our circle of friendship I think that helps create a better environment for everybody because you like for instance for me if I have if there's someone that is in my neighborhood or someone I know that doesn't uplift me, I choose to not spend my time that way. I will still serve that woman if, you know, if circumstances align and I'm, I'm more than willing to, but I also don't allow myself to be surrounded by that. And whether it's on the internet or whatever it is, I think if we all, instead of take this attacking approach to each other, I think if we just, you know, kind of, worry about ourselves and worry about what we can do to bring good, whether that's be supporting someone or giving them a nice compliment after seeing someone say something really rude and just commenting being like, you know what, I actually really love that you do this, this, and this, you know, just adding more good I think to me is what I try to do and something that I have to do because I can't, I get drained by people and I, I have to choose to not surround myself with that. And I think that's okay. I don't think you have to be friends with everybody. And I think if you, you know, if you feel the need that if you're so jealous of somebody online, unfollow them. If you're so envious of something that they have, you know, I think we have that right to choose and what to surround ourselves with. I don't think you're being mean. I think you're allowing what influences you want in your life. And I think it's okay to, to surround yourself by that and to not let Others who do allow to control that because it doesn't it doesn't help anybody. So that's kind of my take on it. I'm very like <laughs> worry about yourself and you know give good when you can. And I I just there's a lot of negative out there, and I think the more good we can give and the more compliments and love we can spread is is the best that we can do.
0: I love it. Do your best. Share the light whenever possible, and that doesn't mean you ignore people. You still serve those who you may not jive with or that may not have the influence that you're really needing at this time in your life. So I just love it. I think those are practical ways that our women can support each other. So, and if you need examples of that, you've got to follow Aubrey. Like (laughs) she's really good at it. She's nurtured that skill. I think you can love
1: everybody, but you don't have to follow everybody. You can love everybody, but you don't have to surround yourself with everybody. You know, I think it's you've got to be healthy in that aspect and surround yourself by things and people that uplift you and and pull yourself a little bit away if they don't and i think that's okay and still you can still love them from a distance
0: love it Love it. Oh, you are the best. You are the best. Thank you so much for giving us your time with your sweet baby. Oh my goodness. Sorry if you're loud in the back, but thank you so, so much for having me. You are the best. Thanks for joining us on the Women with Fire podcast. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women with Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at the women with Fire, or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.